Now, before we proceed with this episode, I do have something important that I need to share with everybody. As you guys know, about two years ago, I did a sketch comedy show called The Going Live Show. And while I was on the show, I worked with a very talented cast and became friends with practically every cast member on the show. And one friend that I had in particular, her name was Tata Sharice. Now, if you watch the Going Live show, you know who Tata is. She was basically um, the public defender. That was her uh, main gimmick on the uh, show. That was the main character she played, and she did that quite a few times. And if you saw the um, Hood Exorcist sketch, uh, she played the mother in the sketch. Like, I played the, uh, the priest that was trying to, you know, get the demon out of her son in the sketch. Uh, she played the mom and I played the priest going, the power of Christ compels you. Like that was me. Well, sadly, this past Christmas Eve, uh, Tata Sharice was carjacked at gunpoint while coming home from a comedy show. Now, the good news is she is not hurt physically. The bad news is her car was stolen and the merchandise that she sells after shows was stolen as well. And she currently has a GoFundMe page set up to help her raise the money that she needs to get a new car and order more merch so she can, you know, get back to selling merch and get out there performing. And what I'm going to do is I am going to read the synopsis of her GoFundMe page to further illustrate what she's looking for rather than try to paraphrase phrase it. So this is on her GoFundMe page. Hey y'all, so I got carjacked. I'm no stranger to obstacles or overcoming tough times, but what recently happened to me was something I really wasn't prepared for. I was carjacked at gunpoint by two men on Christmas Eve coming home from a show. Comedy is now the majority of my income, so my car was very important to me because it's how I get to most shows. Also, all of my Tata Sharice merchandise was in the trunk of my car, which is another big part of my income. I'm blessed to be alive. I do about five to 10 shows a month and I'm really grinding. I don't plan to give up at all, but I'm creating this GoFundMe to help speed things up so I can get back to doing what I love and bring joy to others. Anything that anybody can contribute would be greatly appreciated and used to go towards a car and to replace my merchandise that I sell at shows. I appreciate the support and my spirit has not been broken. Thank you for the love that people have already showed me and anything further helps. I just entered year six of my stand-up comedy career and it has been an incredible journey. I've hit amazing milestones and so far I've performed in over 200 shows non-stop, but I can't let this situation slow me down. And as I mentioned before, Tata Sharice is a friend of mine. I've worked with her before. She is hilariously funny and a tremendous talent. And I am encouraging all of the Boochcast fans to donate money to Tata Sharice's GoFundMe to help her get back on her feet, get back on the road, and get back to doing what she does best. So from now until the GoFundMe page is completed, I am going to be putting the link to her GoFundMe page on every single Boochcast episode going forward inside the synopsis so you can use it to go there and do whatever you can to help her out. I will also be providing links on the Boochcast social media pages so you can access them there as well. So go to the link, donate what you can, and help Tata Sharice get back to bringing joy and laughter to the world. Shoot about the pain, I'm 
What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT Battleground 2023. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Absolutely. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude and dude? That's, that's me, the broke soul ginger, Zach Scott. Genius speaking, I'm not that broke and his pay-per-view was 50-50 to tell you the truth 50-50 there was a lot of shitty horrible fucking things and there was a lot of wonderful things which we'll get to here moment fucking terribly but then bitchy and Austin was just better than the pay-per-view with that you dare had to watch <laughs> But besides the fact, if you guys are, are fans of the Booch, of the Booch cast and enjoy listening to Vinny and Gator Ricky Ross like I do, please listen in and for God, whatever you do, do not put these two fuckers on the Bluetooth speaker at work because you might get a work call fired. Go ahead there, Mr. Booch. We are not safe for the workplace. <laughs> not at all. I do it all the time. I can't listen to Wear no. headphones. Always <laughs> wear headphones. Headphones. For the love of Jesus, <laughs> do not put us on speaker. We're not, we're not politically correct or work friendly. But to answer Zach's question, yes, this was way fucking better than Double or Nothing. I don't think I've seen a pay-per-view that was worse than Double or Nothing. And this goes all the way back to Russo running WCW. It wasn't even that fucking bad. Jesus Christ, that's how bad this shit was. It was horrible. Hey, it hey. was the saddest thing I've ever seen. May I do the gimmick, what we usually do? Do the gimmick. Okay, do the gimmick. Was it bad? No, it was sad. <laughs> I feel so sorry for everyone involved. And I'm sorry, too, because I was listening to it. And I have no clue what's going on or any of the promos, but I can visually see in my head because I know a lot of these fuckers. I'm like, okay, right. But we're not here to talk about that atrocity. We're here to talk about Battleground. <laughs> All right, there, Minnie Beauty. Take it away, sir. All <laughs> right, so we're going to kick things off here with our first oh, official match of fuck. the evening for the 
NXT North American Championship, Wesley defends the title against Tyler Bate and Joe Gacy. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say it now. Vinny, I know you want to say something about this. Why did Wesley come out first and not to mention this is the opening fucking bout, really? Vinny, take it away. I know you have something to say about this. Well, it is the North American Championship, and when you look at all the other matches on the card, other than the Heritage Cup, there was really nothing else that could have opened this show, really. And when I look at the card, mm -hmm. honestly, what would open the show? And, you know, that's what Wesley does. He's an opener. He is not a closer. He's not a semi-main event guy. This is like, hey, let's get him out of the way so we can enjoy some wrestling. And it was everything I knew it was going to be. It was a giant spot fest. It was goddamn ridiculous. It had another fake moment, and I saw so many of these over the weekend. Um, what fake moment? Where Joe Gacy has, I think it was Wesley in a submission. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Tyler Bate is staring at him for way too long. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's way right. Way too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if they're trying to build suspense to tell a story or whatever, but still, that's way too long. Or maybe when well, Gacy was giving him that crazy look, like, maybe he was just selling the spot, maybe, oh shit, this dude's psychotic, scaring the shit out of me. Or maybe something like that if that's how you want to explain it maybe we can make a case there but still but i understand where you're coming from joe gacy has a weird look but it's not that fucking evil no. like that's the kind of shit if that was going to scare you like maybe like if the fiend did something like that and you froze in fear okay that's the fiend i can see that or the undertaker rolling back his eyes i could see that uh there's a million different gimmicks that can be done where if you got like a weird scary look dexter loomis is another where you could just make somebody go, okay, what the fuck? This is weird. Joe Gacy ain't there. I'm sorry, that's not it. That's and where you come from. And also, <clears throat> like, and, and I love the fact that Booker T pointed it out. Like, you know, dude, you're in the middle of a match. What if Wesley taps? You you don't get the title. So you should not be staring for that long in a match. And again, it's one of those things that looks fake as fuck and takes you out of the <clears throat> element of wrestling, which your job is to keep people in the element. And that moment right there can kill it. And that's what people don't understand about wrestling and the business is that it's the little things that count. The littlest things can make a match go from looking fake to real or real to fake. The little things. True. Like, even something simple as a headlock. Uh -huh. How you position it, how you have it on can be something. Pulling hair. I hate that fact they pull hair. Biting can be a little thing like mm. that. Punching someone. The way you throw your punch, you know, and when to throw a punch and when not to throw a punch. Sometimes you got to throw forearms to make it look better or something like that. Like all these things that if you just take the time to make them look real, it helps with the story so much. But if you don't take the time, then it makes the entire match look unrealistic. But if you pay attention to little things, then when the things come up that are clearly choreographed, they won't be as noticeable. But overall, this was disappointing because in the end, Wesley retained the title again. Which of course begs the question. What's next? Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting, what, this is a problem that's happening in WWE or wrestling in general is they're doing a lot of long-term title reigns where people are being champs for days or weeks or months or in Roman's case years like they're doing these long-term title reigns which in some cases can be good but when you don't have a lot of challengers and you're constantly running through everybody and you're constantly having to reshuffle the deck and have the same people challenging for the belt over and over and over and over 
over again, it doesn't help the belt or the product. You don't have a lot of stars and you don't have a lot of wrestlers on your roster to justify having someone be a champion for years or weeks or months or eons because you don't have enough people. It, a, a dominant thing only works if you're building somebody else up. You have someone run rough shot, but then you have a credible challenger that gets built up. And once they get to that challenger, that's the time to drop your title. Otherwise, you're just going to have somebody else fight for the eighth time, and the eighth time ends up being the charm. Yep. But by that point, I've seen that guy lose seven times. So I'm now supposed to believe he went into a hyperbaric time chamber, turned into a goddamn Super Saiyan, and now you can kick his ass? <laughs> it makes no goddamn sense. It does not. And, and, and you can see it, because Wesley's fighting a lot of the same people over and over again. And he's winning over and over and over again. So the long-term title reigns are doing more harm than good, because you're too busy building up one person. And you're not building up the rest of your roster. And if you're not going to take the time to do that, then you might as well play hot potato with the championship. Because otherwise, the value is still going to go down. And on that note, we move on to the next match oh of the evening. Oh my god, no! The, the Heritage Cup Championship. Nope. 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 Noam Dar nope. defends nope. against <clears throat> Dragon Lee. Nope, 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 I quit. You can't quit, you're already here. Uh, shit. What the fuck was this? <laughs> this is one of the most confusing things in the whole world. Okay, blah, 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 smack, and all of a sudden, last legend, and her little fucking lackey comes up, hits Dragon Lee with something, and all of a sudden, this fuckery happened. Vinny, take this one, because I did not understand this is what it's so hard. Well, last legend hit uh, Dragon Lee with the spit bucket. Okay. That's what that was. Now, why they're helping him, I don't know. Unless this whole time of him being mocked and ridiculed by Lash Legend was all part of a ruse to make people think she didn't like him, but really they're all on the same page, mm. which doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm -mm. And also, why would they go after Dragon Lee? This is another one of those things where they're trying to pull a feud out of thin air. Because obviously, obviously they're about to work an angle. Mm -hmm. based on a fucking cup mm -hmm. that no one gives a shit about. Question. In the wrestling world, what's more important having? A participation trophy or actual belt to some degree? Well, technically, anything can be a participation trophy. Hell, there's a world heavyweight title on the main roster. That's about as participation as you can get. But in wrestling... It depends on the value of the championship. Who's held it? What is the company that it's under? Is it something to take seriously? There's some, you know, certain like cups and trophies in wrestling that have been given out in legit promotions where legit wrestlers and stars have held them. This is neither one of those things because this came from NXT UK. Which, if you're not from the UK, you really don't give a shit about this promotion. There are some diehard NXT guys that watched the UK and loved it. Most of us didn't. So nobody really gave a shit. No one cares who Noam Dar is. Dragon Lee is brand new and I don't give a shit. Like, there's nobody in this match that I care about. And there's nothing about this cup that makes me go, this is something that's worth fighting for. Like, really, the only motivation to win that cup would be to see Noam Dar cry. Because he loves that cup so much. And actually thinks this is fucking worth something. And it's not. It's really not. And, of course, this is a six-round match under British rules, and the fifth round is where it lasts five rounds, and 
Noam Dar wins two to one. So, and it wasn't until like the second round that there was actually a victory. Noam Dar got a victory in the second round. Uh, Lee got a win in the fourth round, and then Noam Dar took it in the fifth round. So, if it had gone to a sixth round, we would have seen what happened. And of course, a knockout or a disqualification automatically ends the match. So, the concept of the British rounds rules was good. I like the idea of the stipulation. It can be good having cornermen stuff like that. Like it brings. It brings an element of like other sports, like in this case boxing, to the whole occasion. Mm -hmm. Or even MMA, like that for that matter. So I kind of like the concept of the match, but not so much the cup itself or the people in it. Yeah, I really did not care for this. I was like, can we get this on with, please? This is boring. Yeah, this match was everything I thought it was going to be, and I didn't think much of it. So this was a very shitty match. It was just shitty. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the Yay. Evening. We have the last man standing match. Ilya Dragunov goes one-on-one against Dijak. Absolutely fan-fucking-pastic. Vinny, what did you think? Man, oh my god, this was so good. I was like, I told you. Vinny, was this psychology right here? Uh, yes, very much. Uh, there was storytelling. There was an amazing element of violence in here. I mean, these guys really brought the fight to each other. And it was hard-hitting. Now, Dragunov has a reputation for being hard-hitting. Oh, hell yeah. And going after bigger guys. So it made sense here. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Everything that was done in this match was believable. Very believable. Like Dragunov chopping Dijak down, trying to wear him down because he's got the, you know, because he's bigger. Also, the fact that Dijak pulled out the table, Dragunov put himself through the table to take out Dijak. That was brilliant. They got a little bloody. Yes, he got, he got cut right by the chin. So, he got a little color. He got a little color, got a little color, got a little juice. The juice. What I love is when he did the um, coast to coast. Yes. You've never seen anybody else do that before, except for him with the still steps, too. My God, I saw him just, when he hit it, just, he jerked up. I was like, my yeah. God in heaven. And all those times that he got uh, slammed on top of the freaking thing, back first, I looked away. Yeah. I was like, oh, that poor bastard. Oh. Yeah. Not since the days of Shane McMahon has that move been used. Oh, my God. This right here was fantastic. And AW, learn a thing or two. This is how you do it right, morons. Yeah. So, what I also loved about this was the fact that Dijak is literally torturing Dragunov. Oh, you talking about the kendo stick part? Kendo when they're shouting, yeah, when they're just screaming at each other too. Dragonov scream, no, no, Dragonov screaming because he's in fucking pain. Dijak is screaming because he's telling him, "Stay down! You're forcing me to do this." Because that's why a lot of times they're telling him, "Stay down." Stay the fuck down, or I'm going to hurt you. But Dragunov is refusing to give up. He's like, fuck you, motherfucker. Come on, see what you got. Bring exactly. It, motherfucker. And this was a great babyface heel scenario. Oh, yeah. Dijak being the obvious heel, Dragunov being the determined babyface that's not going to give up. Nope. And in the end, he hits the high-flying moves in the back of Dijak, driving him into the steel chair. Did you, oh, that. Oh. Benny, I'd like to donate this real quick. I might share this one or two times. Does he get the... Uh, Boots cast, fuck that bump board. No. 
Okay. I wouldn't go that far. Okay. It wasn't that bad of a bump. It was a good move, but yeah. it was not. That's not a fuck that bump moment. Either. Good spot. It's a good spot. Yeah. Fuck that bump is like when is like something that's gonna damn near cripple you or something from high up to the floor. Like that's a fuck that bump when it looks like you're gonna holy shit break your fucking neck or something or paralyze yourself because you're being reckless. So no, this was not a fuck that bump. It was a damn good spot and a good way to finish the match. And a good way to finish is probably too. I think this is done. Yes. They don't need to do this anymore, you think? No, it's a blowout. They, they, they don't need to do anything else. No, this they is don't. it. What? Because here's my question. What? What else would you do at this point? Nothing after this. There's, you can't do like no holds bar or still cage or the mission or anything else, etc. No, they've already established that this is the final battle. Yeah. It has to be. It's a great match. I love every second of this. This could. I think this very well could have been the match of the night. It, yeah, it was. It was my favorite match of the night and I was got hammered watching this shit last night and around one o'clock in the morning I called Vinny Bucci up I was like this is fantastic I was like yeah I haven't watched it yet but I understand sorry about that well no it's okay I mean the thing is you understand I was multitasking I'm watching Double or Nothing and Battlegrounds so I was kind of going back and forth like I was paying attention yeah you were but because I was recording with Gator right afterwards Double or Nothing got a little bit more of my attention so I went back and watched the matches that I that I missed or whatever because you know I had to put most of the focus on double or nothing because I was recording that right after and I was up and by side note that's why you saw it up there around like four in the morning that's how late I had to stay up to record that fucking yeah game. I talked to Gary a little bit about that I was like I understand that's why I said let's just do this tomorrow because if you had to do two shows we would none of us would get to sleep till about what eight nine o'clock in the morning I was like no fuck that I wanted to go home I did two doubles in a row no let me go home let me do my thing well, now come over now, which is more easier for you and me. Yes, and it also helps that, you know, with Double or Nothing already coming out on a Monday, it, it's okay to put Battleground out the next day. Now, obviously, in July, when you do the Great American Bash, we got we to gotta pull an all-nighter on that Sunday. So we're going to have to. Yeah, so to get that. this to get this out. There's here. no holidays. I had to. You know what the funny thing is? Side note, real quick. The restaurant business was dead this whole weekend. It was dead. It was dead. Oh my god. I, I like around. It would die down around 8:30, and that's usually one of the most busiest times. I looked out the ring. I was like, hell yeah! And all the servers bust their hearts. I love them to death. Like I'm not making any money, and me being a dickish asshole, I usually am. Back of my head, I was like, hey, hey, I am. And I got overtime this week too, so. Yeah. I went in Monday and I told Vinny what happened. He goes, You shit me. I was like, No, that's not the first time that happened to me. I made a $25 gift card. But otherwise, it's not there, folks. This match was right here was something I needed to see. Man, the psychology, the brutal on This was a full on badass fucking match. And Hoss fight? Uh, no. Okay. But they has fight. The house. I always get those two confused. I'm so sorry. Yes. Every time I say that, just correct me, okay? I get. The I, I am. But just do it. I but know what the pain is. To, to clarify for the listeners, here's the difference. They uh. has fight means there's not a lot of wrestling holds. There's not a lot of grappling. They're just beating the fuck out of each other, which is what they did here. Hoss fight is two big motherfuckers. Like it would be like Mark Henry versus Vader would be a Hoss fight. Ooh. Um, you know. That would have been. Good right there, Vader. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, good job there, Mr. Vinny Bucci. I'm very impressed. Well, I was trying to get a point of two big guys, like, you know, or, uh, you know, Big Ooh. Boss Man. I got versus, one for you. Uh, uh, young Scott Steiner going against a young Brock Lesnar. Uh, 
Oh, come on. I don't know if that would be a hoss fight. But that would be brutal as shit, though. Oh, it'd be brutal as shit, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Like I said, hoss fight is like, you gotta be like a little heavy set. That, that's what it is. Not necessarily jet. Hoss fight, that's Big show is. against Andre the Giant. Yes, that'd be a hoss that's fight. That's poor Andre. And people have been talking about that match for, God knows what, decades? Well, yeah. Because because they both suffer from the same growth condition and at least uh, Big Show took care of it. <laughs> yes, and Hogan actually built him as Andre's son when he first came into WCW. That was his gimmick because Hogan saw he could make money with him, and that's and that's the difference mm. between wrestlers and marks. And by that, I mean marks that are in the business. Is a mark will look at somebody and go, I could have a great match with him. A wrestler will look at somebody and go, I can make money with him. That's the difference. Like, oh, the match will be great, but we, I can make money. Because that's what they're about. Yes, the wrestling world, the wrestlers in the wrestling world are all about the paper. Speaking of Scott Steiner, always have his money from what Mr. Bidovich's told me from numerous stories. Yes, three certainties in life. Death, taxes, and you better have Scott Steiner's money. <laughs> and whatever you do, do not let him have full reign on a full mic. Yes. <laughs> Please set parameters. <laughs> and one more time, we'll get back to mess. I did watch that um, documentary on HBO about Andre. Yeah. Oh, man. Guess yeah. what I did there, folks? I cried. Yeah. I, I cried. I cried like a little girl. Oh, my yeah. God. He was a humble fucking dude. He really was. Oh, my God. He was the definition of gentle giant, and I thought, I can fucking drink? <laughs> don't even try. Uh, I, uh, don't even drink, try. I drank 20 in one day. Vinny, no, don't give me that fuck. And, uh, I, next day, Vinny, that was a big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> then he drinks 106. My God. He, he drank 48 <clears throat> beers on the way back to a hotel. Was that from what Jake the Snake? Yes. Oh yeah, he was like, he's like, he drank all those. <laughs> he goes like, yeah. That's yeah. Like, like, he's like, like, beer, man, beer. He's like, I might get a beer, my, I might get a beer myself. Andre he goes two cases. So he's thinking he might want something for his room. So he's in the back of the van and he's going pop, 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 and he thinks he's fucking with him. And he's like, hey, you need help carrying that beer? He's like, finished. <laughs> he drank forty-eight beers. <laughs> yeah. So he's he feels around the floor. He thought he, he's like, cause he thought maybe he was sitting in piss. He's like, he drank forty-eight beers and didn't piss. He goes, I don't care if you out drink me, but damn, how can you do that? I felt so inadequate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ah, damn. Sorry, Betty. Go ahead. Continue. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. On that note, we are moving on to the next match of the evening. Oh. This is for the NXT oh, Tag Team Titles. Uh. Gallus defends the titles against the Creed Brothers. Good start, shitty fucking finish. Dear God, yes. I mean, okay, look, Vinny, I know you don't like Gallus, but I kind of do. <laughs> I kind of have to. I want to know why. Because you all had the same accent. You all come from the same beer-guzzling culture, and um, they're Scottish, so instead of having no souls, they just wear skirts. <laughs> they're called Kelsey, dickhead. No, because I do like them. I'm sorry, I just do. They're not hot flyers. They're not spot monkeys, at least. Okay, and they're not, and I like their gimmick, and yes, they're Scottish, and I'm half Scottish. I just, I like them. I don't like them. I don't. They don't bug me with attack belts. Eventually, they will lose them. They will. But otherwise, in this, it was started out great, didn't it? 
mean, hell, Brutus did a cannonball right for fucking once. He yeah. hit the cannonball perfectly. But all of a sudden, Avery Rain came down here. But here's the problem. Ivy Nile saw that for a million miles of fucking way. She didn't do nothing about it. She saw literally stand there like this. Oh, okay, this baby right here for a second. And she could have gone and attacked Avery Rain. And Avery Rain didn't run. She walked. Seriously? Man, take this one before I start throwing things. Fuck. I think you explained this better than I could. I don't have to take this one. I think you, I think you covered. It. You, you have like that good? yeah it was very good like i like it like because that was stupid first of all if you're gonna interfere you run and here's the thing you're not if you turn around and see someone running at you if you ain't swinging you're an idiot yeah yeah like yeah. you can't just sit like you you have here's what you gotta do you gotta face forward and this is an element of wrestling that is important here what's that it's called trust now it can be risky, but that's what you got to do. The whole secret to wrestling is trust. You have to trust the person you're in the ring with. You have to trust them to hit their mark. You have to trust them to keep you safe. You have to trust them to sell. There's a lot of trust that goes into wrestling. And if you can't trust the person that you are in the ring with, then you should not work with that person. There are a lot of main event guys in this business. Yeah, it's not just Hogan. There's a lot of guys in this business that won't work with certain people because they don't trust them. I don't trust this guy to be safe. I don't trust this guy to sell. I don't trust this guy to do the job. Like there are people who sometimes have trust issues in general, but also have heard stories or heard reputation. It's like the old story. We'll go on on a tangent here that The Undertaker had where at WrestleMania 14, he taped up his fists and sat at the gorilla position during the Stone Cold Shawn Michaels match. Because The Undertaker wasn't sure if Sean was going to do business because of what happened in Montreal. So he he literally taped up his fists. This, now keep in mind, the match with Kane had already happened. And he's sitting at the gorilla position right next to Vince and Bruce Pritchard and everybody else. And he's watching the monitor. Because if Sean tried any bullshit to fuck with Austin, Taker was going to go out there and he was going to fuck him up. Because Taker wasn't having it. So he watched the match. He saw he saw the stunner, the one, two, three, and the bell rang. Once that happened, Taker stood up, untaped his, unwrapped his fists, and went to the shower and then changed his clothes. And there's another person in the wrestling world that I would never fucking trust is that piece of shit bank robbing white trash motherfucking get Nick Gage. I want to trust you no fucking way. You went up a match with Nick Gage, I'll tell you, <laughs> fuck off. Well, yeah, every, well, yeah, no. because he made the carnal mistake with David Arquette. The guy said, don't cut me, and he cut me. I mean, I don't mind having tables and ladders and kendo sticks, but when it comes to pizza cutter and light bulbs, I'm going to politely tell you, go shove it up your ass. Well, here's the thing. It's not even that. It's if, if you're working a match with somebody and they're telling you what they're willing to do and what they're not willing to do, if you have a problem with it, you address it in the back. You don't go out to the ring and take liberties. That is a rule in wrestling. Everyone follows it. Hell, even when Brett and Sean were going to have the match Survivor Series and Brett and Sean were not getting along. They even had a shoot fight in the locker room. Really? They did. Brett damn near beat Sean's ass. Was it that serious between those two? Yeah. They were. They hate each other. But Brett went to Sean and said, look, I'm a professional. You will not have to worry about me taking liberties with you in the ring. If I have an issue with you, we'll sell it in the locker room. But I will keep you safe in the ring. Brett made that clear. He is not going to take liberties. 
And that was the issue between Nick Gage and David Arquette. David said to Nick, don't cut me. I know I'm going to bleed, but don't cut me. Like if he falls through a plate glass table mm -hmm. and he gets cut marks on his back and he's bleeding, okay, fine. I may cut my arm. I may get a cut on my leg, but don't cut me or my face. And the reason was because at the time they were filming the Scream movie and he didn't need his face mangled up because he is filming a movie, but he wanted to work the match. He said, I'll do it. All the other spots he agreed to. He just said, don't cut me. And I don't give a fuck who you are. If you're working with somebody and they say, don't cut me. Don't cut him. Exactly. It'd be like if somebody's working a match. Hey, I got a bad shoulder. Watch this shoulder. If you're going to twist my arm, twist the other one. If you're going to work the shoulder, here's my good one. Work the good shoulder. Don't fuck with this one. I see that a lot when the uh, when they have that black tape on them. They never talk. The the opponent never talks. It should the so, that shoulder. They target target the other shoulder. So yes. Yeah. Or hey, I got or this. Hey, I got a bad knee. Don't mess with this knee. But we'll do everything else. Or hey, I'll do. Hey, I can do. I can take this clothesline. I'll do a. You know, you can do a hurricanrana, but don't do it off the top rope. I'm, I don't really want to do that. You work with your opponent and you discuss this in the back. That's why most of the time people have to go over things in the back. You sit in the back, you go over this shit, you find out what you're comfortable with, what you're not comfortable with, and based on those answers, you build your match. That's how you lay out what you're gonna do. But you are respectful of the other person's requests. It's like, it's like Gator always says, don't do shit you don't know how to do. And that is a key element. So that's where Ivy fucked up. I know that was a long tangent to get back to this point, but that's ultimately Sorry where Ivy fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> was the fact that she needed to trust Ava oh, to come God. out there, grab her, and send her into the ring post. Don't look there, clearly see them coming, and fucking stand there and wait for them to hit you. You think that was a shoot, or you think that was a work? I think it was a botch. The botch, yeah, she should have looked. She should have uh, stayed there like, like this, and all of a sudden... Like, you see Ava Retain just, just run up and go, boom, push her as hard. Because Ava Rain is not skinny. She's, you know, decently sized. Yeah. My God, what the? Oh, but here's no, what I'm saying. If you see her coming, here's what you do. You call an audible. Brawl a little bit. Yeah. And then during the brawl, like, like this is what happens. Like, let's say I turn around and I see you running at me. I'm going to start throwing fists. And we're throwing, we're throwing. And at some point, you're going to grab me. Like, grab my, like, I grab your hair, I'll grab you. And I'm, and I'm going to lean in and go, throw me into the ring post. And then you, while we're in that scuffle, you somehow grab me, toss me into the goddamn ring post. That way you got your spot. I'm not down. And make sure, make, make sure the spot's right. Make sure the people don't hear, throw me into the ring post. <laughs> Courtesy of Double or Nothing. <laughs> well, that happens a lot. Sometimes, WWE's been guilty of that too. There's been some loud spot calling. That's because some people don't know how to call the spots properly. Or sometimes, if you turn like the audio down the crowd, you can sometimes hear it if you pay attention. But a lot of times in post-production work, they try to turn that part down so you can't really hear it. Yeah. But that isn't doing. You're supposed. That's why. That's a method too. That's why a lot of times when you like when you see a guy in a headlock for a really long time, they got their and they tuck their chin. It's because while they're in the headlock, he's listening to his ear. Drop down, leapfrog, hip toss, like, and they go through all that shit. Or when they're or when they're in the collar and elbow, mm -hmm. and yeah, their heads yeah, are down, yeah, yeah. they talk. That's actually where the the Brody moment happened, where um when Brody got stabbed in the locker room during that during that match during that show. Mm -hmm. Uh, not the match, which is in the locker room. During the show, 
Tony Atlas and Iron Sheik were in the ring. They were supposed to wrestle a match. So they lock up. While they're locked up, they're talking to each other. He says, Iron Sheik goes, how's Brody doing? And Tony went, the doctor said he's going to be okay. And then he talked about like, you know, yeah, I heard what happened. These fans are dangerous. And that's when he told him it was, uh, no, Jose did it in the locker room. And he immediately broke the collar and elbow. And he's looking at it. And in the ring, he's, you hear him yelling, that no good motherfucker, son of a bitch, killed the King Kong and the Brody. I fuck his ass. Get out of the ring. <laughs> it lasted one or two minutes. And he just bolted to the back. <laughs> but yeah, they talked to each other in there. And that's how... You make a match work. But anyway, outside of that, I enjoyed the tag match for one reason, one reason only. Mm. The Creed brothers never failed to impress me. No, they didn't. Jesus Christ, Julius? Yeah, she, he did. That motherfucker, if he works on his promos, he could go solo one day. I don't want him to. I don't want him to. But he's got some potential. If God forbid something happened to Butch, like God forbid, and I say God forbid because I don't want this to happen again. I don't want this to happen. We don't want this to happen because here on the Butch Cash Even Gator was saying, we like the Creed Brothers. You want to know why? Not want to be Hardy Boys. Anyways. Well, it's not just that. No matter how much I hate a wrestler, I don't wish death or injury on them. I don't either. You don't, don't we either. don't go that far with either. it because that's a wrong uh, thing to do. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, God forbid he got injured and his career was over. Or God forbid he got in a car accident. God forbid he died and Julius is all on his own. He could stand on his own if he was in that situation. Kind of similar to what Mark Briscoe is going through right now. Is what I'm trying to say. Like right now he's solo. But he and Jay have worked solo in the past and have a history of being singles champions. So Mark Briscoe has enough charisma to stand on his own and go for singles gold. Because he did it before in the original Ring of Honor. So that's doable. I'm saying Julius could do that if need be. But I don't want the Creed Brothers to break up because we need more tag teams. And they work too damn well together. These guys are epic they could be future WWE tag team champions, and they could potentially become one of the greatest tag teams of all time. They could be ranked up there with the best. They are not there now, but they will be there soon. They I have all the faith in the world. But they have great potential. They do. Great potential. These guys are phenomenal. They're young. They stay out of trouble. I mean, yeah. I mean, And they um, know how to work. They're like, they're, to me, they're the new American Alpha. Yeah, and basically what they need to do with Ivy Nile and Ava Rain, they need to put these two women in a match. I, here's what I would do. What's that? Build it to the Great American Bash. Yeah. That needs to be, even if you have a couple matches on free TV, but make that the final battle. Do not put it on free TV. <laughs> Jesse Jane, Jesse Jane and Gigi Dolan. Anyways, moving yeah, on. Yeah, that we'll be talking about that tomorrow, obviously. Um, but yeah, so in the end, Gallus gets their fucking win, and they're still the goddamn tag team champions. But on that note, we're gonna move on to the next match of the evening. We have uh, the tournament finals to crown the new NXT Women's Champion. Tiffany Stratton goes one on one against Lyra Valkyria. Loved it. Loved every minute. This was actually really, really good because. Val Valkyrie sold her injured knee very, very well, did she not? And she took a fucking beating when Tiffany Stratton kept on picking up her knee and dragging to the ring post, and she fought back and everything else, and in the end, Kershaw Mizubuchi here with the beautiful moonsault, Tiffany Stratton is now officially the new NXT Women's Champion. I bet Mr. Bucci here is happier than hell. I am. Oh, fuck yeah, this was great. She needed to win. And we needed this after what the fuck we saw earlier. But I'm saying that she is phenomenal in the ring. Her gimmick is so well done. And she is one of, if not the top heel. Oh, hell yeah. She is so good that she deserved it. 
I even said it before. I wanted her to win in that triple threat match rather than have Indy Hartwell just relinquish it and leave. I would have rather Tiffany won in that triple threat match, have Indy say her goodbyes, and then just have Tiffany do what she do. Because Tiffany is someone that can carry the women's division. And again, she knows how to work. Oh, she knows how her, to work really, really Her well. wrestling skills are phenomenal. <clears throat> and Lyra Valkyria is equally as good a worker. She's great, is she? She's not that bad, is she? Yeah. It's just not her time. No, not yet. She's Never still time. relatively new, so she's still got some, you know, time that she needs to put in before she can be ready. And on another thing, she ain't bad looking either. Well, neither one of them are. Eh, I like Valerie Valkyrie better than Tiffany Stratton. Yes, I know. You don't like blondes. Uh... <laughs> Yes. Uh, no, that is not true. I like blondes. I just, you know me, I have a weird fucked up side when it comes to looking females. Yes. <laughs> Zach, Zach, Zach likes feathers. No, and I'm sorry. I find Rhea really, Rhea, Rhea Ripley smoking hot and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's like, you don't know what the hell goes on up here. No, dude, I've seen Rhea Ripley. She's fucking hot. Like, it is ain't. Like, she... She looks weird, but I can just tell Rhea Ripley has that, she has that confidence about her and the way, like, she's just, like, the way she carries herself in the ring and everything else. Like, I, I, I would fuck Rhea Ripley given the opportunity. Now, and plus, I saw Rhea Ripley when she used to be blonde and had that look, so I knew she was hot right away. But this badass look is pretty good. Like, Dominic Mysterio is, you know, obviously. <laughs> Poor dude like, gets booed like a motherfucker. Oh, he does. Oh, he can't even talk. I'm like, let the dude talk. But every time I watch it, well, dude, he kind of doesn't deserve this. But it's working out great. But here, the only problem is, it's a catch-22. Because on the one hand, he's getting the nuclear heat, but... The dude doesn't even let the man talk. And that's a problem, and I'll tell you why. Until he can actually start cutting effective promos, mm -hmm. we'll never know if he's good enough. That's the problem. That, that's, the, that's the problem to not letting somebody talk is you don't allow them the chance to get better. They're not able to get better if they can't speak. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. But otherwise than that, there, folks, this match was fantastic. These two ladies beat the living shit out of each other. Perfect psychology. Yeah, with the Really good psychology. Hey, Vinny, on three. One, two, three. Psychology. Works so much better when he's in studio. Uh, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Agreed. I will, but yeah, and the psychology was perfect, like you said before. Valkyra had the injured knee, and she sold it very well, and Stratton made sure to target it. It was perfect, because that's what you do. If someone has an injury, you go after it to weaken your opponent. So it was very well done. It was a, it was a great yeah, women's match. Yeah. It was better than the women's matches I saw the night before. <laughs> Both of them. Fucking, no, I'll take it back. All three of them. Fucking... I won't even get into that. No, no, no. We this, ain't got time. Is, this is go, NXT, no go, AEW. Go listen to yesterday's show if you haven't already. If you want to know how we feel about that shit. Zach's laughing because he listened to it before he got I here. I listened to it twice already because it's funny as shit. Especially when I was snowed out of my mind. But that's okay. Uh, well, now, ladies and gentlemen, we're moving on here to the main event of the evening. For the NXT Championship, Carmelo Hayes defends the title against Braun Breaker. Loved it. Loved it. This was good right here. Once again, this was psychology. This was storytelling right here. Braun Breaker coming out first. Hmm. I like that mask he had, did you? What the fuck was that? 
It was um no it's like it was like his uh know how when he comes out with a dog man it was like a dog mask and we had the, like a dog look like a like a badass wolf or something yeah. like that it looked like a, he came out there came out there he says like I'm meaner than evil and I'm like I'm like and no offense here I love this dude Braun Breaker right here I oh my love God. him being a heel like you guys suck fuck all you motherfuckers I don't need none of you I was like yeah that's true but this right here was great Carmelo Hayes came out there he did his a lot of good spots. There's one problem though. Right. There was a horrible botch when you could clearly see Carmelo Hayes trying to kick uh, Braun Breaker in the head when he threw the ropes, right? And completely missed it. Did you see that at all, Vinny? Oh, God. Okay, thank God. I had to go back and rewind. Like, what the fuck, man? Wait a minute here. And then I went back and I was like, and I was kind of alcohol induced at the time. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And my roommate, bless his heart, walked by and I paused. I was like, I'm sorry. He's just like, what are you doing? I was like, watching wrestling. He just rolls his eyes and just walks away, just chuckles. <laughs> but this right here was fantastic and good main event, good start, great fucking finish. And uh, uh, Carmelo Hayes hits the three count. We are the three count. And anyways, we're... <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. <laughs> I'm going to be no more. <laughs> Okay, Betty, take it away. <laughs> I fucking hate that song. <laughs> I'll be the only time I'm going to mention it. Maybe Three Count can help Phil Clemens. <laughs> they can join Clem for all I care. <laughs> all right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Do yeah. thing. All right, so overall, this was a great match because this this new side of Braun Breaker is great. And here's the thing I've learned about guys like this who are, who are dominant powerhouses. What's that? When they're baby faces, they have more control over their aggression. Like, they're still aggressive, but they are out there mostly to win, not to maim. Once they turn heel, it's all about, I'm going to put you in the fucking hospital. That's why I say meaner than evil. Like, he's taking that same aggression and energy, but has no regard for the other person that he's in the ring with, kayfabe-wise. I have to clarify that, because otherwise... Clarify I'll with the marks out there. Yeah, or else I'll, I'll contradict everything that I was talking about earlier. <laughs> but that's why I have to clarify it. I don't want to be a walking contradiction or trying to play favorites here. Cause oh, you don't, you don't play favorites at all, though, do you? Absolutely not. No, of course um, not. No. I don't. It's called bullshit where I see it. Um, Sometimes we have to call out, call out on your bullshit as well. But he calls me more out on my bullshit, though, so yay. Well, yours is more noticeable. Um, I put myself out there like a fucking moron. I'll admit that right now. Yes, open mouth, insert foot. Although he does pour alcohol on it before he inserts the foot. Um, That's true. So, anyway, still, what was great in the end is, of course, the nothing but net for the win. And there were a few, uh, you know, unnecessary spots from Carmelo because he does that a lot. But overall, it was still a great match with a great story. But now, here's the question. What's next? Yes, but not only that... What the fuck do you do with Braun Breaker now? He needs to go to Raw SmackDown. Yes. So unless you're going to call him up and we don't need a draft to do that, what the fuck else are you going to do? He can't stay in NXT. No, he can't. He needs he's, to go. He's lost to Carmelo twice. He's made it clear he doesn't even want the NXT title. He doesn't want to represent the NXT crowd. So unless you want Breaker to job to more people, but here's the problem. All the people that would be worth him jobbing to... Have already been called up. If I'm gonna have Braun Breaker job to anybody else on that roster, it would be Grayson Waller. But he's already on SmackDown. So there's really nobody else in NXT for Braun Breaker to build up. No, there's not. Carmelo's it. Basically. There's not a lot of top guys in this 
roster. The next question is, is who would Carmelo Hayes drop the title to? That's the question. And if Braun Breaker goes up to Raw or SmackDown, my worries is that he's going to, I'm going to use a wrestling term wrestling term here, lost in the sauce, like what you and Gator say. That's what I'm worried about. We haven't seen anything from Petty Deadly. We haven't seen anything from anybody. And Well, no, pretty, pretty Deadly's made a few appearances on SmackDown. Yes, boy. They've made their presence felt up there, so they're not completely lost in the sauce. But really, when you look at this roster, I mean, I don't know. Andre Chase, I don't know if oh. he would be an NXT champion. No. Probably not. Um, Axiom, hell no. Boa, no. No. Uh, Brooks Jensen, no. No. Um, Brutus, no. No. Stax, maybe? No. 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 Well, not right now. Talk about the future. Uh, Charlie Dempsey? Possibly. Maybe. Dabakato? Yeah, yes. that could work. Damon Kemp? That could work. That could work. Uh, Dante Shen? Fuck no. no. Dijak? Yeah. Yes. I yes. could probably get the Dijak. Dragon League? Fuck no. Gob Gulak? Fuck mm. no. Duke Hudson, maybe, maybe, in time. Eddie Thorpe, fuck no. no. Not an Ophi. Uh, Guru, no. no. Hank Walker, fuck no. no. Dragonov? Yes. I could see Dragonov, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yes. Maybe that, that could be Don't something. Know. Whoa, who the fuck is Jagged Reed? That's the guy from the Dyad. They used to be a Grizzled oh, Gun. Oh, yeah, I didn't make it up. No, no, no. Javier Bernal, nope, no. Nope, nope, Joe nope. Coffey, no. no. Joe Gacy? Yes. I could see that. Briggs, no. Julius, if he, was, if he, if he wasn't in a tag team, yeah. Uh. Malik, no. Mark, no. Uh, Mr. Stone, no. If he was still Robbie E, maybe. Fraser, no. Noam, fuck that. Obafema and Time, maybe. Oro Mensa, probably not. Quincy, God, no. Uh, Rip, no. Scripts, hell no. Uh, Tony D? Yes. I'd give Tony D. Uh, Trick, maybe if maybe Car- maybe if Car- maybe. if he ever turned on Carmelo, maybe yeah, they could have a yeah, feud and he could probably yeah. take it. Tyler, n- maybe maybe. Uh, Wesley, God no. no. Wolfgang, no. no. So really, there's not a lot of people. We say what? We, all of them or no? All of them or no? Yeah. So I'm saying we don't. I don't know who they would. Go- we got. There's a few potentials here. Other than that, there's not much. So unless Braun Breaker's gonna job to some of the potentials out here. There's really no reason for him to stay in NXT. He's got to go because there's nothing left for him to do. They've run out of people. You once you've run out of people, you you kill the market. You kill the town. You have nobody else new to come in. There's not like they had. It's not. This isn't like the territory days where you could bring in fresh faces from anywhere because no one was exclusive to one place unless you had a contract and was making a boatload of money. So you could be like, hey, you're here for a while. All right, there's nothing left for you to do here. So you go to the territory over here. You stay there for a while. Then when they left you over there, you go to the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And they eventually turn around and come back. So there's not a whole lot no. to do in NXT because you don't got a lot of people. No, they don't. So this is an ongoing issue that needs to be fixed. Yes, it does. But ultimately, we'll see what happens because there's going to be an NXT show uh, tomorrow or today at the time you're listening to this. So uh, we're going to see what happens. We know we got all we got to know so far is there's a weaponized steel cage match. Should have been on this show, but. Remember how pissed I got? We all, we both did. <laughs> so we'll uh, see what happens on that show and we'll talk yeah. about it here. So, uh,. Anything to add on the pay-per-view? No, I mean, a couple matches sucked, but all in all, it was okay. I want to say it's meh, but I enjoyed it, though. When I got to the, the end, the main event was, I was happy to do a main event. But my favorite match was a last man standing match, then, then the uh, world title match, and then the women's uh 
title match. Yeah. So basically, uh, and actually, you did a good job with the two main belts that you got. I was very, very impressed there with Mashama HBK. Thank you much. So hopefully, you can keep your head out of your ass, Tony Khan. Yes. And uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of NXT Battleground. Zach, as always, thank you for your time and your busy schedule to join us. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow or at the time you're listening to this, later tonight for NXT. Yep, 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 yep. All right, make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there. Or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash TheBoochCast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Check out the latest episode of the Male Soap Opera Moment. Come hear our predictions for Night of Champions. See who was right, see who was wrong. Be on the lookout for the recap of Night of Champions coming later this week is when we'll be recording. Also, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast for these tweets, photos, and videos. Check out our video with the whole uh, chicken and rice bit that we did a long time ago that's up there. And of course, the Stealing Gimmicks Rant. You can check that out as well. And uh, here soon we'll be doing something else as well that that Minnie and I have been working on. Can I go on and spoil it? I, I don't even know what it, you're talking the about. The Patch Adams bill? Yeah, well that'll be a bit that we'll do. We'll figure some stuff out. We Zach's got a ton of ideas. Some of them are good. Uh but anyway, uh, make sure you guys uh, visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content. And be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Once you get the tech issues fixed, the uh, dark side of the 90s will resume. Uh, we still got three more episodes for you guys. Uh, also, Dark Side of Football will be coming soon with me and Lance Goodman. Dark Side of Comedy with me and some special comedian guests for that one. And, of course, um, today, at the time you're listening to this, Dark Side of the Ring is coming out. Oh, it is, huh? Yes, and I believe it's on Vice TV or whatever acquired Vice TV because apparently they went bankrupt. Um, but they did say that it would not hurt Dark Side of the Ring. So... The first episode drops now. Obviously, at some point, we got to find time to watch it, take our necessary notes and everything else. So don't expect it to drop right away. No, it's going to be a while, folks. But we will be coming out with new episodes of Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the Ring. So that's also going to be coming soon to the YouTube channel. So much is coming to the YouTube channel. So please subscribe now. Check out the content that's already there. We already got a bunch of it. So that way, when the new episodes drop and everything else comes out, you guys will be ready to enjoy the new content that we're going to be producing. And of course, you can follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, August the 5th for WWE SummerSlam. So make sure you join us for the biggest party of the summer. Location to be announced once it's confirmed. And of course, we have our live D&D show coming soon. Our Boochcast booking battle and those special projects in the works. And of course, you can support the Boochcast by going to podcasts.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is 99 cents, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99. $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We get better content than the Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level to donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. $10 per month. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since they sold it, the Peacock got nowhere to put that $9.99. So $10.99, bring it over here. We got better content in the network, and unlike Endeavor, we actually care about our fans, our dedicated giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with your credit card. 
card or with GPay. And the best part is all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We used to upgrade our equipment. We used to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and believes it'll be paid for their hard work, podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed uh, Zachariah Scott over here his ramen noodles because the boy's got to eat and try it again late because the boy's got to shoot his load. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.